audience this is manat narola a brand and a graphic designer welcome to the safe bud podcast safe bud means a certainty to succeed and this is what we assist you with if you want to be enlightened with some ground breaking insights on freelancing and designing by some outstanding people across the globe this podcast is totally for you Welcome to episode 2 of Safe Pet Podcast. Today we have with us Christy Campbell, owner of Pink Pony Creative. Christy is a brand identity designer in New Zealand and has helped multiple brands to set their identity, tone, voice and style in the market. She is not only a brand designer but also has one of a strong feet in packaging design and the other one in graphic design. Christy has done her bachelor's in graphic design from Unitech New Zealand. She has 8 years of experience working as a designer and 1 and a half years of experience as CEO and chief designer of Pink Pony Creative. Welcome Christy. I am really glad to have you here at Safe Pet Podcast. Christy is going to walk us through the complete branding process today and all those little details that make you a better designer. So let's begin, shall we? Cool. So today we're going to speak about a bit of branding and working with a client 101. So I'm going to dive into the process a little bit and just about branding as a whole, really. So to start off with, um, you want to onboard your client and their business. Um, it's really important as a designer, I think, to take a deposit payment, just secure that and also get your client to sign a bit of a contract. Um, now, the contract doesn't need to be many pages long. It's just really the basics that covers you and them along the way. So this can include things like terms of projects, so that's payments, deposits, et cetera, terminations, expectations, rights, and confidentiality. So once that's signed and the deposit payments um, in, you're kind of good to go and you've secured the client. Um, and then from there, you want to have a bit of a discovery call. So you really want to get to know the business and the client as well, who they are, what their goals are, their target market, and their competitors. Um, So you really want to dive in with them, get to know all about them. Um, you know, you want to know where they'd like to head so that you can do the best job possible to get them to that place and um, to head them in that direction. Um, this can be done over like a Zoom call, um, in-person meeting. Um, and I know some people do prefer questionnaire sheets, but I do find that having the one-on-one -on -one call with them um, and chatting with them, it gets you to know them on a deeper level. So that can be really key. Um, the third step is when you start your research. So you've, you've got to know the client, you know their business a bit more. You want to take a look into the market. You know, who are their competitors? Have a look on their competitors' websites. Um, you know, look at designs that you aspire to for that project or that brand. You know, what are they doing? Where are they? How are they using their imagery? How are they using their, their fonts, their typography? Um, all those sorts of things. And then you want to sort of create a mood board and save the imagery colors and photography ideas um, all in one space so you can kind of go back and refer to that when you're um, starting to work on your design. Um, the next step is the design. So this is where the magic really starts to happen. You know, you're putting your ideas together. You know, you might start off by drawing if that's something you love to do um, and you find it works well in your process or you might start digitally. Um, now, personally, I like to just go straight onto my computer and start designing. I'm not much of a pen to paper drawer, so I find that that works best for me. Um, but, you know, you can kind of develop a system that works 
well for you and just follow through with that try not to be influenced by everyone around you and what they're doing just work out what's best for you and for that client um and then following that that's when you're going to put together your brand um so now this is when all the branding knowledge comes in so you've got to remember branding isn't just your logo a logo is not a brand um i think some people get quite mixed up and confused between thinking that a logo is a brand, but it isn't. That's just almost the first point of contact people have with a brand in a business is their logo. You know, so a brand is everything from your logo, your brand marks, your brand patterns, your colors, your typography, even it goes into your tone of voice and um, the type of photography you're using. It goes into copywriting and how, you know, the type of words that you want to use to describe the business on their website. All those things really encapsulate a full brand and a full aesthetic look and feel. It's also important to remember that branding is all about a feeling. So, you know, as a business, it's your point of view. Um, it's a whole personality. So how do you want your, and, you know, how do you want your clients, customers to feel when they come across that brand? Do they want to feel excited? Do they want to feel powerful? Do they want to feel very luxurious and, um, you know, or that, do they want to feel calm when they come across your brand um, in the business? So it's really important to remember all those aspects um, about branding. And you want to think about how their audience will feel when they come across their social media, their website. Um, and it's all about that feeling and how to execute that through visuals. So, you know, you want to, if you want your audience to feel powerful, you can emulate that through strong and really bold typography or contrasting images um, and really strong, powerful colors like red, you know, a powerful orange. Um, if you want your audience to feel luxurious and high class, you can emulate that through sans serif fonts, thin line work, um, you know, color choices and beautiful graphics to support that. And then from there, that's when you create your primary logo, your secondary logo, your brand marks, all the supporting graphics, your color palettes, your typography styling. So you really want to start to flesh out the full visual of what this is going to look like. Um, and I think it's important as well to create this as a whole, all at the same time. You know, you don't really just want to create the logo first. I kind of dive, personally, I dive into it all as a bit of, in, in sort of unison, you know, I'll create some font options and typography styling, and then I'll bring some colors in and then I'll create some graphics. Then I'll kind of start to put it together a bit of a logo so that you can create this whole look and feel as one rather than starting with just the logo first and moving through it step by step. I think that's quite a key thing um, to kind of focus on and remember it's all about the feeling as a whole. Um, and you know, it's also understanding that the visuals, the branding is not only conveyed through those visuals, but it's also through the copywriting, tone of voice and photography, like I mentioned before. Um, and so once you've put together this full concept, um, you know, you've got it all there, all the elements are there, you're starting to look really good and you're really happy with it. That's when you're going to um, start to put together your presentation. So I think Sometimes people think that this isn't really an important part of the step, but it is. I think it can be key to how um, the client is going to see this concept. Um, you really want to 
pitch that idea to the concept. You want to convince them that this is the best choice for their business and why this is the best choice for their business. You know, you want to showcase it in a really beautiful way. I think mock-ups are so important here. So this could be like a PDF document that you create on InDesign. Um, it's a really beautiful document that makes the client go, wow, like look at all this work they've put into this. Look at this brand. It looks incredible. Um, it's also important to remember that your client, a lot of them aren't artistic. They're not as creative as you will be. So they're probably going to have trouble visualizing what that concept will look like when it's applied to their business. You know, you can see a logo and a brand pattern and a color palette all on separate pages. And yes, that might look good, but how will that be applied to the business? Um, you know, so I think using mock-ups can be the perfect way to show them. As an example, you know, if you're creating a brand for a pizza truck, for example, um, you want to showcase through this, this all through mock-ups of, you know, the brand on a pizza box. How's that going to look? Is it going to be blue? Is it going to be red? Are you going to open the pizza box up and there's going to be the brand pattern inside? All those little bits and pieces can be important. Um, you can even mock up things like the pizza truck itself or your social media. How is it, how is the brand going to look applied to um, the business's Instagram that type of thing. So really try and showcase how the concept will look, pitch it to the client. Um, so I think that can be such a key step in the whole, um, whole development process. You know, once you've done this, you're going to send it to the client, you're going to talk about it with the client, and then you're going to go through any refinements and changes um, and develop basically what will then narrow down to the ultimate brand and visuals for this business. Um, so this is where the client might make small changes with color. Maybe you'll discover more um, typography styling um, choices, things like that. So that you can really narrow down to that final piece. And then lastly um, is really the execution of the, the, the visuals, the concepts. So this is when you've finalized everything, you've put it all together, you're so happy with it, the client's happy, you're good to go. And that's when you start to apply it to things like their website, um, you know, adding the logo, creating really cool website banners, making sure the colors are applied. And then you're also going to, you know, push it across social media. So that's everything from your profile photos, your Instagram highlight covers, even um, Instagram posts, Instagram reel covers now. There's so much um, that you can apply your brand to across on social media. And it's also, you know, print collateral, any signage if they need it. Maybe they need their brand on a vehicle. All that stuff, you're going to throw it in there to create that full cohesive branded effect. Um, I think a couple of points as well. It's to understand that good brands take time. Um, you know, branding changes and the look of a brand will change over the course of time and it will evolve as your target market and consumer evolves too. Um, and I think that's important to remember. You know, yes, you're going to nail this amazing brand at first, but it will change in time. Maybe your target market develops a bit more. Maybe um, you need to refine it more. Maybe it's now instead of aged 30 to 50, it's now aged 35 to 40. And you really want to refine that and bring the, you know, visuals in to follow that as well. Um, so that's basically a bit of a rundown and a really basic 101 into branding and how to work with a client. Hopefully that was insightful. <laughs> yeah, that indeed was insightful. 
no offense but only if branding could be done as quickly as uh, the procedure can be talked about <laughs> that was okay <laughs> yeah so anyways uh, the uh, complete process was pretty straightforward uh, like it it completely showed how a brand designer can go from step 1 to step 2 to another and create a whole new brand identity for different brands so uh, christy while you were talking about branding 101 i did jot down a few questions from the point of view of our audience um so we as designers we do know the difference between having a logo and having a complete brand identity we do know that logo is not our brand identity so but we often get messages like hey can you draw me a logo and all we have in us at that moment is this pushing urge to just tell them the importance of having a full brand identity over just a single piece of logo uh, but we do often find it difficult because uh, because of multiple reasons actually like for example uh, one uh, most people i i come across are not aware of uh, aware of branding process and uh, other set who are aware of branding process they just do not wish to learn about its importance or some of them are just not ready to invest in their branding i brand identity so i think it's really difficult i think i really have a hard time explaining to them the complete branding process and its importance and then just coming back to hearing um yeah just draw me a logo so i think this happens with every designer if not then at least it has happened with them at least once in their entire journey so how what's your take on this how do you tackle this uh what do you do from your end to make a change in communicating to the prospects the importance of branding yeah this is a hard question actually but um oh i guess um one way to go about it would be to show them examples of previous work you've done or maybe it's an example of a massive brand that everyone knows you know maybe it's coca-cola and you want to show them you know imagine coca-cola um with just the logo without the beautiful red without the tone of voice all that stuff strip it back what would it be um you want to try and show them an example that they can re- relate to you know maybe use an example of um another business in the industry um to showcase that um you know it's also about pitching to them and making sure that they know the kind of value that you can provide them so you can as a branding you know designer you're going to not only create them a logo which they can use in their profile photo you know yes that will what that's just the logo but then what how will that whole um your whole social media look with the full brand maybe we've got our branding pattern you know in the back of some social media templates or maybe we've got some really cool supporting graphics as the instagram highlight options i mean that's just one example with social media but you can definitely do that in another sense you know if they have print collateral or maybe they've got merch you can showcase what it might look like with just the logo or maybe it's that you know a whole shirt design um that you've branded out that was a kind of a bad example but um yeah so i guess it's just really trying to pitch them the kind of value you can offer and probably around that is probably just using examples that you've done before um and showcase them that sometimes what i like to do as well in my meetings that i have my discovery calls with clients if i'm trying to um bring them on board to basically convince them that i'm going to be a really great asset to their you know a really great investment i'm going to show them something i've done before so maybe we'll go through a previous 
um, branding proposal I've done for another company. And I can say to them, you know, this is the kind of stuff you're going to get in your branding proposal. It's not just going to be a logo. It's going to be so much more than that. And, you know, you're going to tell them what you can do with that. I think that's quite um, important, especially because a lot of the clients don't understand, like you said, um, everything else beyond a logo. Um, hopefully that answered that question. That was a bit of a tricky one, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've come across this one right saying too. Um, it, it goes by, branding is the art of aligning. Aligning what you want people to think about your brand with what they actually think of your brand. And uh, clearly a logo cannot do this alone. So what you need is the complete identity process, the complete identity system. Something that sets your tone, personality, voice, uniqueness. And yeah, I think that is what a brand identity means. And that is what every brand should have if they want to go at a larger scale, if they want to grow at a larger scale, actually. So what do you think about it? I actually just found, um, I heard it the other day, it was from... Hi Moon Studio on Instagram, she does a podcast and on her podcast, she spoke about another designer or marketer, I can't remember who they were though. Um, and they said, you know, a, a really good brand is someone, you know, you want to be best friends with. So if you're a fitness person, I want to be best friends with that brand because they are that feeling that I want to achieve. Um, so I think that was a really cool um, way to describe, it, I guess it's just, yeah, it's basically trying to let them know that it's about a feeling that a business gives off rather than just a logo, which is basically a stamp. You know, it's just one part of your whole um, idea and feeling. So, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I, I, right. I think that's definitely true. Um, okay, so not completely related, but this also brings me to my next question that there are many industries like uh, one of one of the industries you mentioned fitness brands and there are a thousand more like cosmetics educational it tourism um clinical maybe so what are your views on niching down do you think one should niche down as a brand or graphic designer or create a dream client list and stick to them and uh, focus on getting them only or should one keep a broad area and be more open to any and every kind of industry and their work? Um, I do like this question because I really do feel like I, I definitely have a style, but I wouldn't say I'm really a, like I'm a specific niche as such. You know, I'd see a lot of designers and I think it's great. They, you know, just do branding. They just do a whole look and feel for a business but I do for me personally I love also to do packaging I do branding I do graphic design um and I you know I do signage design I do billboards um I've done a graphic design for a building wrap which was crazy like I designed a full face for a building um so you know you definitely can narrow narrow it down and niche down but I think it's also important to remember to not stress about it because it's going to, it's going to be something that'll happen over time. Um, you're only going to develop that niche when you really start to find what your true style is, what your true, what you're really good at. And that will only really happen over time. So I think um, you yeah, don't stress about the niche, but also um, like it can be important and you could, if you were starting out, you could say, oh, look, I just want to do packaging and go down that route. And then maybe you want to just do cosmetic packaging and go down that route. But, um, you know, that does sort of happen over time. Yeah, that's true. It actually takes a lot of trial and error to find out what our style is, 
what we resonate with and most importantly what resonates with us and then just non-stop going down that road and i would like i would really like to say it out loud for all the designers out there that these are fast changing times it's all about one niche today with the possibility of another niche tomorrow and i think it's completely okay if you're working in educational industry and then you suddenly feel inclined towards clinical exact for for say clinical industry i think it's completely okay to switch between the two or between a couple of niches um over time i think it's completely fine uh also you don't need to you don't need to stress on finding a niche from the very beginning as christy said i think it comes over time it comes when you uh when you work more when you work with multiple projects from multiple niches and then you find what are you most inclined towards so yeah. yeah and if you are a new designer this question is for christy if you're a new if 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 there's a new designer they are just starting out something they hardly have any portfolio so what do you think and where do you think they can look up for their first brand identity client because once you get one client uh, you just go non stop and keep getting clients a lot of clients a lot of work and a lot of bucks as well um ooh so i think it's important to remember throughout your life no matter what you do whether you're you've got experience in design whether you've maybe done journalism a journalism degree it's important to remember that your network is really important, no matter where you are and what you've done. Um, you know, I think the best way to start to get clients is utilize your family and friends and people you know. So you want to tell them, you know, if you're starting to go into freelancing and you want to try and get a client, you want to tell people around you that you're doing this. Otherwise, they're not going to know. So, you know, maybe post it on your personal Facebook, maybe um, go to your local I don't know, community center or something like that. You know, even put a poster up, um, simple as that. Throw some flyers around. Um, try and get people you know to come to you for design work. Um, that's probably the best and easiest way to start. Um, but in, you know, on the other side of that, you really want to start, from my point of view, um, social media. So social media has changed my business and um, can really make you attract, like bring in huge amounts of clients all over the world. You know, you're not just talking about people in your local area. You're now going past that and you're getting people throughout your country or overseas. Social media can be so great for that. And it's organic, um, you know, growth from there can really boost you up. Um, so while you're starting to work with friends and family, start your Instagram, start your TikTok, start your Pinterest, LinkedIn, whatever it is. I wouldn't do more than say two social media platforms. Otherwise it gets a bit much. So like for me, I use Instagram and TikTok, but um, you know, really work hard on those because in the end, those are going to get you really good clients um, and that'll start to bring you consistent clients coming into. Um, and I think as well, just making sure, you know, whatever, whoever you're designing for, whether, whether it's a sister, your, your parents, maybe it's a friend, family friend, do the best job possible and go a little bit above and, above and beyond for them because then you're going to get them saying, wow, 
Christy did a really great job for me. Um, you know, I'm going to tell my mate Jim, who wants a brand design done, and you know, I'm going to tell him, oh, go to go to Christy. She's a really great designer. She'll do an epic job for you. So just making sure you're doing the best job possible, so that those family and friends then extend out to their family and friends. So it's all about networking and referrals um, in that sense. So I think that's probably the best way to start to get your first client, really. <laughs> Oh, that's that's actually very true. I mean, um, when I started out, I did not stress enough on networking, like networking with people who are around me, like friends and family. I just assumed that they know that I'm a graphic designer now. I I just assumed they know that I'm a brand designer and I can work for them. Uh, what I what I stressed on initially was, uh, social media. Yes, indeed. And I got my first client from there, although it took a lot of effort and uh, took a lot of months to do so. And uh, yeah. I did not have a good portfolio as such back then. So yeah, it was it had a I had a crazy time, but it it, it eventually worked out. Because social media, there is a lot out there for each and every person, each and every designer. So yeah, I think it's social media is really powerful. And not to mention, had there not been any social media platform. I don't think it was humanly possible for Manat from India to connect to Christy from New Zealand because it's just like poles apart. And like, of course, we know how crazy the time zones are while <laughs> we were fixing this podcast. So yeah, uh, social media is powerful. Just give it a shot. Take your chance. Be patient. Be consistent. And just wait for, you know, just wait for, just keep putting efforts and just wait to see results. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so ending the episode, I would really like to ask um my ask a question that I'm gonna ask a lot of people on this podcast. Uh, so the question is, if you were to tell something to Christy Campbell when she started her design career, what would that be? Yes, um, I think it would be to back yourself. Um, you know, especially when I was at university, I definitely wasn't the best in the class or anything, and um, I didn't even get the best marks at university. Um, I remember at one point my um, tutor told me to start the whole project again and I'd basically finished it and I just broke down crying because I was thinking oh my god I've worked a few months on this and she's telling me to start again so I like you know I never I, I didn't 100% feel like I was the best designer or even that good at all um, so I think it's important to remember just back yourself no matter where you're at in your career and your you know your um, how far you've come along in design back yourself say I might not be the best now and that's okay but I'm going to be I'm going to be the best that I can be um, and I think it's important to remember that there's a bit to go around for everyone so no matter where you're at in your um, you know career and design maybe you're starting off there's going to be a client out there for you um, who doesn't want to pay massive bucks for a brand. They want to work with someone who might be a little bit cheaper, but that's because of their experience. Um, so yeah, just, and I think that would be a key thing back. You know, I would have told myself to back myself because <laughs> it will all work out. It's all about the journey and um, you will be a good designer, you know, just remember that. So I think that's a good piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely is a good advice for not only Crystal Campbell eight years ago, but a lot of people out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think we are done with all the questions and it was like great having you here talk about branding and uh, uh, answering all the questions. I think that sums up everything. 
Oh, no, it for was... sure. No, thank you for having me on that. If you're someone who is a designer, freelancer, or even wishes to become one, stick with us every Friday on your coffee break with that amazing espresso or cappuccino. I will not say bye because we will be meeting another Friday with a brand new episode. Signing off for this one, I am Manad, a freelance graphic and a brand designer who wishes to become part of your success journey in your design business.